Hi, Chi Alpha. This is Matt. I miss you guys so very much. Patiently waiting for the day when we can be together again. Know that in the meantime, I love you. Uh, and I'm praying for you guys and excited to get a chance to share with you all tonight. Uh, towards the end of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount, he paints a picture of the day when we all will stand before God in judgment, when this life is over. And he paints a picture of individuals coming up to God and talking about the good works that they've done, some of the amazing works that they've done, and some of those works that they did in his name, and the uh, startling and even sobering response that God has to many of them is, no, no, depart from me, I never knew you. Now, of course, he's God, so God knows everything and everyone. But what he means there by I never knew you is that uh, we never had relationship. I did not know you. You did not know me. And even though you did these good works and did these things in my name, I, I didn't know you. And for God, relationship is key, that we can live a good life and do good works and meaningful things. Uh, but if we didn't have relationship with God, then we missed the point of our life. That if we think about heaven having an entrance exam, it's a one question exam. It's, did you know God? Did you have relationship with God? When you stand before him in judgment, will he say, Welcome home, child. Come and enjoy your rest. Uh, and because of that relationship that you have, or will it be depart from me? I never knew you, right? And so with God, relationship is key. Relationship is key. We have that relationship by putting our faith in Jesus, and then we need to continue and maintain that relationship and grow that relationship uh, so that when we do stand before God in judgment, uh, we can have that relationship and, and know with confidence that we know God. Uh, the, the relationship is key, and it's all about relationship. And the truth is, you can't have relationship with someone that you don't spend any time with. Uh, I've been married to my wife for almost 15 years. In fact, it'll be 15 years next month. What would my marriage uh, with Jackie look like? What would our relationship look like if we didn't ever spend any time together? Not good, right? Uh, that I can talk about how great Jackie is, I can brag on her and, and talk about how special she is to me, but if I don't ever spend any time with her, what does our relationship look like, right? It's not going to be good. It's not going to be healthy. It's not going to be a relationship. And so uh, in the same way, a lot of us do the same thing with God. We, we would identify as a Christian. We would say we believe in God or even say that we love God or say that we do good works in God's name. Uh, but do we really have relationship with God? Because relationship is key. Uh, and if we're going to have relationship with God, we need to spend time with them, right? We can't say we have a relationship with God if we don't ever spend any time with him. And we started a brand new series uh, last week that's going to take us through the summer called Summer Conditioning, focusing on our spiritual fitness in this season of separation and quarantine. And so uh, it's a series that's going to take us through the summer. And each week, we're going to look at a different classical spiritual discipline. We're looking at Richard Foster's fantastic book, The Celebration of Discipline. I'd love to encourage you, get a copy of the book. Read along with us this summer. It could be a great companion uh, to the series as we go through it. But each week, we're going to look at a different classical spiritual discipline to help us in that relationship with God. Um, and the first one that we're going to talk about, uh, the first one we're going to focus on is the discipline of meditation. It's simply called meditation. You know, the, uh, the Bible talks about meditation quite a bit, and Christian meditation is simply being with Jesus. When you hear that word meditation, you may have all kinds of ideas about what that might, might mean, but Christian meditation very simply is just being with Jesus, just being with Jesus, just blocking out that time uh, to spend in his presence, blocking out that time to listen to him, to, to quiet yourself, to think on him, 
and, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, that Christian concept of Christian meditation, what it needs to, means to meditate on the Lord. And so the Bible uh, talks about meditation quite a bit. In fact, uh, Richard Foster writes this. He says that the Bible uses two different Hebrew words to convey the idea of meditation, and together they're used some 58 times. These words have various meanings, listening to God's word, reflecting on God's works, rehearsing God's deeds, ruminating on God's law, and more. In each case, there's a stress upon changed behavior as a result of our encounter with the living God. So again, that idea of meditation, we see that appear again and again in the scripture. Uh, and it means I mean, thinking about what God's done, thinking about who God is, and that time spent in God's presence, there's an idea there that time spent in his presence will change us. We can't be in the presence of God and not be changed. And this is true when we spend time thinking about God's love and all the, all the ways he's demonstrated his love for us. I can't not love my neighbor better, right? When I think about the cross and how Jesus sacrificed uh, and died in my place and all that God forgave me of, man, it really helps me to forgive others and show grace and mercy to others as one who's been forgiven much. So Christian meditation is this idea of blocking out time to spend in God's presence, think about God, quiet ourselves, listen to the Lord, and allow that to change us, right? In the Bible, again, several examples in the Bible, two of those we're going to look at in the Psalms tonight. The first one's going to be in Psalm 145, Psalm 145, uh, the fifth verse. Psalm 145, 5 says this, they will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They're going to speak of your glorious majesty, your splendor, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. So his splendor and his works, his splendor, his character, his nature, who he is, thinking about who God is, uh, his character, his attributes, the way the Bible describes him to us, and then also thinking about what he's done, both in scripture and for you personally, and taking time to think about that, to meditate on that, to think about God, who are you? Who is God? Man, what does the scripture say about God? You know, take time to think about his nature, his love, you know, his patience, his kindness, his faithfulness. Think about God's mercy and his justice and think about God's character and meditate on those things. And also it says to meditate on his works, meditate all on all that he's done. What has God done for you? Right? Thinking about, man, what God has done for you personally, how God has cared for you all through your life, through how God's cared for his people as we read the scriptures uh, and, and the testimonies of others. Think about what God has done specifically for you. And the greatest thing, of course, that he's done for all of us uh, is sending his son Jesus as our savior, right? That God loved us so much, he was not content to leave us separated and alienated from him. But he sent his son Jesus to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. And Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He took our guilt and our shame and our sins upon himself so that God could extend us mercy and forgiveness. And when we put our trust in Jesus, uh, we're adopted into the family of God and we begin that relationship that is so key, that's so critical with God. But meditate on that. I mean, take some time each day just to think about, God, what have you done for me in Jesus? Man, what have you done for me uh, in forgiving my sins and restoring a relationship and adopting me as a son into your family? Think about what that means. So take some time to meditate on God's splendor, his character, who he is. Meditate on his works, what he's done, what he's done in scripture and what he's done for you personally, right? And the next verse that I wanted to look at is in the very first Psalm. So this is Psalm 1. Uh, we'll start in verse 1. Psalm 1, uh, the very first Psalm, the psalmist writes this, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners 
or sit at the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Right? So this is a person that loves the Lord. He loves God's law, God's word. He loves the scriptures. And on the scriptures, on God's word, he meditates. It says day and night. So day and night, all throughout the day, he's thinking about God's word. He's thinking about God's law. He's thinking about God's commands. He's allowing these ideas to ruminate uh, in, in his heart and in his mind. And that's what we need to do as well. When we meditate, we need to think about who God is, think about what God's done. And we also need to think on God's word meditate on his word. So take some time to really uh, think about a passage of scripture, a verse of scripture, uh, and really chew on it. Man, what is God trying to teach you uh, through that verse, through that passage? the different ways it applies to your life, the different things it reveals about God's character. Uh, we want to meditate and we want to meditate on God's word. It's important to meditate on God's word. Uh, God's word is going to help our imagination from just running wild and us creating a God that we invented, right? That we think God's like, but no, what's the truth about God from his word? Uh, and what's the truth that God has me, has for us in his word? And so, so meditating on those things, meditating on God's word. And it says day and night, you know, not, not just a one-time thing, but throughout the day, thinking on God's word. Uh, scripture meditation is a great way to do this, to pick a verse that God's really connecting with you through and committing that verse to memory. So you can just think about it all throughout the day and meditate on God's word all throughout the day. But there's also the idea there with meditation that we've blocked out time to do it. We've set aside time for it. Again, we said Christian meditation is being with Jesus. And that's something that, again, we have to be intentional about. It's not just going to happen. We've got to block out the time, set aside the time to do it, to just be in God's presence. Uh, again, the same with my wife. If I was never intentional about blocking out time with her, setting aside time, getting the babysitter and all those kind of things that, that, that are required to have uh, time set aside for her, it's not just going to happen. In the same way with the Lord, if we're going to meditate, if we're going to spend time just being with Jesus, quieting ourselves, listening to him, spending time thinking about his, his character, his works and his word and meditating on those things, we've got to block out time to do it. Uh, so again, what is meditation? It's just being alone with Jesus. It's listening to him, blocking out that time for him. A good way to do that is get alone, right? Get somewhere where you can be alone, where you can shut out distractions, where you can put the phone away, put the screens away not be distracted by another person or, or other things, uh, and just give God your undivided attention in that moment, to quiet yourself, to listen to him, see what he would speak to you, to think on him, uh, and allow your mind and your heart to just be set on Jesus. Just enjoy his presence and blocking out the time to do that. You know, Christian meditation is different uh, from just modern transcendental thinking or some of the uh, religious exercises of some Eastern traditions that help us to disconnect with the world or to empty ourselves of, of personal identity and attachments. You know, if we think about modern or ancient Eastern meditation as a way to detach ourselves from the world, Christian meditation takes that one step further. Yes, we want to detach from, from the world and those distractions, but not just for the sake of detaching, but we want to do that so we can better attach ourselves to God. We want to spend time with Jesus, detaching from the world and its distractions so we can better attach to God, be closer to God, strengthen that relationship with God that, again, is so, so very key. Um, we don't want to empty ourselves just for the sake of it. Jesus says if we just empty ourselves, we don't then fill ourselves with God uh, and the Holy Spirit and those virtues, and we're going to end up in a worse place than when we started. So how do we block out that time for God? In Chi Alpha culture, we have this concept. It's an acronym called BINTO, B-I-N-T-O, BINTO, which stands for Built-In 
not tacked on. We want to build that time with God into our schedule intentionally and not just tack it on somewhere in the day. You know, anyone that's been a Christian a while and knows that, yes, they need to pray, they need to read the Bible, they need to spend time with God, has probably had the experience of struggling with figuring out when that should be and just thinking, well, I'll just kind of do it when I have time for it. I'll see if I have time for it in the afternoon or maybe I'll tack it on at the end of the day before I go to bed. Uh, and, And if you're like me, you've experienced that that doesn't work very well. Very often, we just won't spend time with God, right? Because we've not prioritized it. Or if we do spend time with God, we're not giving him our best. It's just a few minutes here, a few minutes there. We're not at our best. uh, And and it's not really going to be good quality time. But the concept of bento is no, build that time into your schedule intentionally, the same you would any other meeting, any other activity, because your relationship with God is the most important part of your life. So block out time to spend with him and treat it like it is the most important meeting that you have that day. Block out that time in your schedule and not don't let anything conflict with it. Look and say, hey, where can I take a good solid chunk of time just to be with Jesus, just to spend in God's presence, to meditate on him, to think on him, and of course to pray, to study the scriptures, but we need to block out that time. It's not just going to happen if we're not intentional about it. And really our big takeaway uh, as we're thinking about summer conditioning in this first week of, of learning about Christian meditation is, man, let's block out time for God. You guys in this season, as we're entering into the summer, are going to have more unopened unstructured time than you have maybe in months or you maybe will have for the rest of your life uh, before this time just fills up with distractions, fills up with Netflix marathons and video games and the distractions of our phone. Look at your schedule and decide now I'm going to block out time for Jesus. Each and every day, I'm going to block out a good chunk of time just to be with the Lord, just to be in God's presence. Because if we're not intentional about it, it's not just going to happen. Right, so so do the bento, the B-I-N-T-O, the uh, built-in, not tacked on, build it into your schedule. I'm going to spend this time meditating on God each day. You know, our desire uh, to spend time with God is going to correspond to how much we love God. And if we really love the Lord, we're going to want to spend time with Him. Uh, again, if I really love my wife, I'm going to want to spend time with her. Uh, it'd be foolish for me to, to get the babysitter and schedule a date and then just go by myself and not bring her with me, right? Uh, that that if I really love her, I'm going to want to be in her presence. I'm not just going to want to read about her. I'm not just going to want to look at pictures of her. I'm going to want to be with her, right? And in the same way, if we love God, it's going to cause us to want to spend time in his presence. We're going to want to be with Jesus. And if we find ourselves not having that desire, again, same as we prayed last week, pray, God, would you help me to have a greater desire for you, a greater desire to be in your presence, a greater desire to know you and to know you deeply and to strengthen that relationship. Um, We want to spend time with God. Uh, and, and there's a reason that meditation is the spiritual discipline that we talk about first, because all of the other spiritual disciplines are going to flow out of that. You know, in the weeks to come, we're going to talk about prayer and studying the scriptures and fasting and many other important spiritual disciplines. But if we're not going to first block out time just to be with Jesus, uh, those others aren't really going to happen, right? And so it's making space in our lives just to be with the Lord, just to enjoy his presence, just to sit with him and listen to him that all the other disciplines are going to flow out of. Relationship is key. God says relationship is absolutely key. A relationship with God is what's important. It doesn't matter what else we accomplish with this life, whatever, what other good works that we do. Man, we can do some great things, but if we miss out on a relationship with God through Jesus, we've completely missed the point of our life. Relationship is key, and we're never going to have real relationship with someone that we're not going to spend time with. 
And God's the same way, right? And so this concept of Christian meditation is just being with Jesus, blocking out the time to spend with him. And I want to encourage each and every one of you this week to look at your schedule and begin doing that uh begin doing that even today, that hey, I'm going to block out time just to spend in God's presence, to spend thinking on him, thinking about his character, uh, thinking about his works, thinking about you know what he's done for us, and of course, meditating on his word, quieting ourselves, listening to God. And, and, and as God applies scripture to our life, as God speaks to us, have that heart that's quick to obey whatever he asks us to do, to realize that when we spend time in God's presence, it's going to change us and to expect that as we spend time with him. You know, I'm excited about these next few weeks. Uh, different staff members are going to be teaching on these different disciplines. Um, and I think it's going to be really good and really helpful for us as we condition ourselves uh, and strengthen our spiritual fitness in this season as we continue through summer conditioning. After tonight's video, we're going to have a Zoom call. So that, that Zoom address is going to be going out to you guys uh, to jump on a Zoom call so we can discuss these things, have breakout groups to discuss I mean, what it means to block out time with God. I want to hear what your time with God looks like when you block it out in your schedule. If you don't have a daily time with God, man, I'd love for you to jump, jump in one of these breakout groups and discuss, hey, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to start uh, setting aside time for God each day. And would you guys hold me accountable to that and encourage encourage each other on that? So that, that Zoom call will be right after this. Man, know that I love you guys. Let me pray for you as we as we transition on from here. God, thank you so much for these students. God, I pray that you would bless and encourage them and that you would give each of us a conviction and a greater desire to spend time in your presence, to be people that don't just talk about you, God, and not spend time with you, Lord. God, help us, Lord, to block out time to spend in your presence. God, we want to know you. We want to have close relationship with you. We want to spend time in your presence and be changed by it, God. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.